This is Leila Janti. And I'm Marcus Lazzati. And this is Passport Necessary, a podcast dedicated to growing up as a TCK and how it's affecting us now that we're adults. Mm -hmm. And today we are going to be talking about onsens, which is something that's very near and dear to my heart. (laughs) I miss it so much. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's it's a very different experience. Oh, my. I don't think anyone knows. I think if people went to like Turkey or Russia Mm. where there's like baths they might understand but even then i feel like onsens in japan are such a unique experience so for anyone who doesn't know an onsen is basically like a public bath house Mm. Um, but there are also private bath houses which are still called onsens and most of them were created because they are attached to a natural hot spring so they don't have to create hot water they just naturally draw from these hot springs and usually they have to uh, add water that's cooler to it because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just so hot Um, (laughs) and then people bathe in it and they have all sorts of different properties depending on where the hot springs come from if there's sulfuric uh, water that's coming out there's all sorts of like good properties that are attached mm-hmm. to natural hot springs. Yeah, I mean, it, I think the only thing that people would probably think about, and there are a couple of things in Britain that might compare, is that there's still Bath, literally the town called Bath in Britain has hot springs there that are used for that sort of thing. I think they're mm-hmm. hot springs anyway. Um, I don't think they warm the water up. So that's that used to be an important place in Roman times, so they had Roman baths there for that. And then in Victorian times, those sorts of things like spa towns where you would go to have the water was supposed to have special properties or going to the sea or something was supposed to do that. It has a similar idea, but I think certainly now with the Japanese way of doing things, it's very formalized in a certain sense of when you are allowed to get into the hot water itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole codifying of everything. And it also, some of that codifying comes from the fact that you go into an onsen naked unless you are mm-hmm. in a shared uh, gender onsen, which doesn't happen very mm-hmm. often. Usually no. it is split uh, male-female, uh, well, male-identifying, female-identifying. And mm-hmm. so because of that, there isn't really, um, you have to clean yourself beforehand. I think that's something that mm-hmm. when foreigners come they're like oh it's a bath you just go no 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 this is shared bath water you need to make sure you're clean before you get in the bath Mm -hmm. so uh, from the beginning of the process uh you'll go in if it's a public bathhouse it's very cheap sometimes it could be Mm -hmm. like a couple hundred yen which is like a couple american dollars it's not expensive and then you go into the bath um you go into, sorry, the locker rooms. In the locker rooms, you would change and you completely strip naked and it is separated Mm -hmm. male-female. So um, you completely strip naked and then you go into the bath area, which is separated in two. There is a shower area where Mm -hmm. you go and you completely wash yourself, like Mm -hmm. hair, body, fully clean yourself. And then once you are fully cleaned, and rinsed and have no suds on you. That's a very big thing. There are signs everywhere mm-hmm. in onsens that say, don't bring suds with you into the bath. <laughs> then you enter into the actual bath. Yes. It's... It, the actual thing of, like, being in the water is kind of like a different thing. It's That's not where you get clean. It's a, it, it's a kind of more... I don't know how to describe it. It's a way you kind of relax, in a way. 
Yeah, it's far more about relaxation being in the baths mm-hmm. than about cleanliness. It's less yes. about like, I'm in this bath because I want to be clean. It's you've already gotten clean. The cleanliness mm. already happened. You're going into the bath because you want to relax or you want to absorb the properties of the water. Um, yeah. Especially if you're going into waters that are attached to actual hot springs. Those are yeah. very, very well liked by a lot of Japanese people and people seek them out. They're like, oh, well, this place is supposed to be really good for arthritis. We'll go to right. this specific bath place because their water is known to help with that. Yeah, and you have to remember that Japan is extremely geologically active, so there will be a lot of places where there will be a lot of these springs. And obviously with volcanism and stuff like that, it brings up all sorts of stuff from deep down in the earth. So there will be places where you might find stuff that you wouldn't find so easily elsewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of baths that, like I said, sulfur, magnesium, Mm -hmm. high Mm -hmm. levels of iron. I remember taking a bath. It was called, um, it was called Gin. No, mm-hmm. gin is silver, keen, gold. So it was the mm-hmm. gold bath, and you would go into it, and it was literally red. Like, it was a ready, mm-hmm. ironish color. And I remember yeah. smelling it. I was like, this smells like pennies. Why am I getting into this bath? Yeah. My friend was like, oh, it's iron. It's really, really good for your skin. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> so we went in the bath. It was really fun. It was very strange, like, swimming around yeah. in, like, blood red looking water. I was like, yeah. don't drink this. Don't drink this, Layla. No. This would be very bad. No. <laughs> well, if it's iron, it can't do you too much harm. But, I mean, I suppose, yeah, it might... Um it might give you a bit of an upset stomach, mightn't it? Yeah. So there's a couple of things that are really big about the onsen. It's really a place, in general, this is a place for relaxation. And it is mm. a place that a lot of people go to, to relax and to enjoy, usually as a day off thing. It's yeah. not really a couple's thing because you are being separated. So yeah. I like that's not a thing I would recommend as like a date. Unless you are a same-sex couple, and this is like one of the few ways you can like go and hang out, that might be cool. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it is a really good place for like friends. Like if you have mm. friends in Japan and they are not prudish or they have no, they are very comfortable in their skin and they're more than happy to like strip down and just be naked in front of you. Going to an onsen mm. is actually a really fun time. Yeah, I mean it's it. it it does have a kind of social aspect that I, that, that I think a lot of people wouldn't really quite, certainly not a European, unless you're sort of like Scandinavian, because then you have like mm-hmm. things like saunas and stuff like that, where they don't worry that much about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think sort of like certainly British and American type people would probably find it more confusing or more um, of a culture shock. Oh, it, yeah. for sure. I remember... <laughs> When my, I mean, my family's always been pretty open when it comes to like physicality and nudity. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. something that was shocking to me. It actually was something that was very welcoming because Mm -hmm. when I was little and I lived in South Korea, they have their own version of onsens. And so I remember going as a little kid. And so Mm -hmm. when I went, I moved to Japan and they had onsens, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I was missing from Japan, from (laughs) Korea. Like, this is awesome. You get to go in, it's clean. And mm-hmm. and also, depending on where you're going, if you're going to public or private, you have different kinds of water. So the mm-hmm. thing with public onsens versus private ones is public onsens very often, because they are directly sourcing from one specific 
water source, there's only one type of water. They may have like Mm -hmm. different temperature levels, but they don't have like multiple types of water baths. It's literally usually just the one type. And then they also Mm -hmm. have the cleaning stations. And that's basically it. They're very basic. Going to a private onsen is way more fancy. Um, Mm -hmm. They usually have multiple types of water baths, different temperatures. Some might have different properties. You may have some of the private onsens that have outdoor sections as well as indoor sections. Mm -hmm. So it really kind of depends on where you're going. And usually the private onsens are a little bit more expensive. Those might be closer to like 1,500 yen, which Mm -hmm. honestly for an entrance fee is not bad. That's like $15. $15? Yeah. About that. Uh, 15 American dollars. So yeah. not really all that terrible, especially since when you do onsen, it's like a multi-hour experience. You're not just going mm. there for a quick bath. Like you literally are probably going to spend most of the afternoon there. Yeah. Because I mean, you can, and it's, and it's, it's an interesting experience. Cause I remember like going to one where, and it was the middle of winter and they had an outside part. You could just sit in the bath Ooh. in the winter with the snow around and stuff like that, which is, you wouldn't really do that anywhere else, I don't think. No, not not that I can think of. Yeah, not in, yeah. I mean, sure, somebody probably know of something, but it's it's a very different sort of thing. It's it's sitting in a hot bath with the snow around you is a really interesting experience. It's really cool. I've actually, yeah. I remember some of my family trips were literally based around us going to an onsen. Because Mm -hmm. that was an experience that we came to love so much while living in Japan. It's, like I said at the beginning, it's something that I really, really miss. Because it's so relaxing. There's an element of you're kind of being given permission to relax. Mm. It's one of the few times that you see Japanese people really just kind of they're not stressed. They're not running around. Like they really are just kind of doing their thing. Um, which is nice. It's nice to see Mm. that. Um, and people sometimes are quite helpful, like, especially if you don't know the rules or you're not sure we've had multiple times where a Japanese person would come up to us and they'd be like, Oh, follow me. Or they would say like, "Mm, don't do that. Um, Mm -hmm. always very politely. Um, and it was something where I was like, oh, this is such a great experience. <laughs> like, I never had a <laughs> yeah. negative onsen experience. No. I, it's been so long since I've been to one. I think the thing is, is that it's just, it's such a different experience. And I think the thing is that, because like, I grew up there the entire time, you just kind of took that as a sort of a normal thing. Mm-hmm. And I suppose you kind of don't miss it until you suddenly realize, oh, you can't do that. And in most other countries, it's just, there's just something... There's something very non-pretentious about it. I think that's the other thing. It's just so ingrained in the culture. I think there are some things within European, some some American and sort of British society areas where they like try and make nudity and sort of like being nude around other people sort of like a big deal in a sense, even if you are just... It's, it's like it's somehow... There's a lot of effort put into it which just seems unnecessary in terms of like the thought process, whereas the Japanese just seem to be like this is what this is for. This is how we do things. It's not, it's not a big deal in the sense of like, Oh my God, there are naked people around. It's a big deal in terms of like, this is a time to relax. That's, yes. that's where the, that's where the, that's where the important part comes in. Mm-hmm. You're not making a statement in the same way. You're just going to relax. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's actually, I remember taking one of my friends, uh, when we went to Japan for like high school trip 
and Mm -hmm. she and I were just kind of relaxing in the bath and at first she was really nervous like before we went to the onsen she was so nervous she was like I don't know I don't know if I feel comfortable doing this I was like that's totally fine Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know I really want to do this I haven't been to an onsen in like two years I Mm -hmm. want to go while we're in Japan and so we went to a place that in Beppu which was actually known for their mud water Mm -hmm. like it was super super muddy and um so we went and at first my friend was like okay we'll we'll go into the entrance bath she was like okay that's fine and she Mm -hmm. i got her comfortable there and then we went into the middle bath she was like oh this is a little scarier because there's more people it's like it's okay don't Mm -hmm. worry about it no one cares and then there was the outside section and now this is a little weird for an onsen the outside section was actually for both genders right okay and that was well for male female and that was because as a mud bath place like once you put mud on you you really can't tell um (laughs) and you could keep your body in the water if you didn't want to like poke your body out it wasn't any big Mm -hmm. deal and i remember my friend bed first being like oh my god this is so scary this is so scary Mm -hmm. and then like something switched and it was like this is fine and it just like jumped out of the water was like mud me it was like i got you girl (laughs) it was so funny to see like that switch where there's a part of you that at some point just realizes no one cares Mm. no one cares because they're focused on doing them they're focused on enjoying their own time within the bathhouse that yeah it doesn't really matter what anyone else is doing as long as you're not breaking rules or being disruptive no one really cares what you're up to yeah exactly i mean it's just just general politeness isn't it really in japan it's that's the thing is are you being nice yeah that's all right okay yeah it's that it's exactly that i think it's also very funny um how much stock westerners put into nudity and Mm. i mean there's still a lot of restrictions when it comes to nudity in japan but it's so interesting that when it comes to onsen specifically that's like the one time where it's like no one cares yeah i guess the thing is is all of japanese society has like controlled environments where certain things can happen Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing, is it, it, it? And you try and explain it to Europeans, and they kind of think, "Oh yeah, but we do that here." It's like, no, it's not the same. It, Japan has very specific sections in which this sort of behavior is acceptable, and specific mm-hmm. sections where it definitely isn't. Yep. So, it, they have an interesting way of sort of like categorizing things and sort of like shield, not shielding things off, but like compartmentalizing stuff in order to make certain things acceptable at certain times and unacceptable at other times. Yeah. It's super interesting. I mm. It's fascinating to see how it works. And then the other thing that's so interesting is that um, when it comes to, I mean, it affects foreigners the most, but there are Japanese people who this affects too, is mm. tattoos in onsens yes. are actually a pretty big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Because for, we'll, we're going to have an entire episode on tattoos. Um, yeah. But one of the things that's so interesting in with onsens is that onsens so there's private and there's public ones and Mm -hmm. tattoos in Japan have the connotation of the Yakuza, which is the mafia. Mm -hmm. And so a person who is tattooed is automatically seen as someone who is dangerous and someone you should avoid. And it's so interesting because in onsens, public onsens don't really refuse people unless you are visibly like drunk or rowdy or making a problem, Mm -hmm. then they'll refuse you. But Otherwise, they don't refuse people coming into the bath. And so you will see people with tattoos who are Mm -hmm. usually associated to the mafia who go there. 
private onsens, however, can choose to refuse people access to their baths. And so there are people who may get turned away from going to an onsen, even foreigners. Usually that doesn't happen, but there are some onsens where it's like strict, no tattoo policy. And regardless of where you're from, you are not allowed into that onsen if you have tattoos. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, the thing is, is that with the tattoos and stuff, it's just a bit of a sidetrack, but it's the same sort of thing. I think it comes from the medieval period where basically the only way you could recognise somebody as having been a criminal is if you tattooed them. Mm-hmm. So that's why they did it. Uh, the same thing in, in sort of medieval Britain, they used to actually sort of do other things that they would actually mutilate you in some way, like chop off your ear or something so they could recognise you as having been a criminal. So Japanese way seems actually probably a little bit more humane, to be yeah. fair. Instead of losing a body part, we're just going to ink yeah. you a little. Yeah. Just just so we know. Yeah. Uh, so we're aware. Oh, this is a thief. Cool. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the other thing that's interesting about Japanese, like even like just general bathing, if you think about like within the houses, like the stuff, bathing is taken really seriously. That Like the baths mm-hmm. are, in the houses are almost like mini onsens. The entire process you go through is exactly the same. Obviously, it's just in your own house. So mm-hmm. like like proper like wet rooms and stuff like that, which I think is that's the one thing I really miss about Japan is that the actual bathing culture because it is actually it's not just functional. It's not just yeah, oh we're going to get clean. It's got a lot more to it. You know, there is yeah, the relaxation it's, process. It's almost ceremonial. It's like in home mm. ceremony where you feel like you're taking care of yourself and you have built in relaxation times when you bathe. And mm. it's not like, like I, I've heard a lot of my friends who are Americans who are like, well, I don't take baths. They take showers, but they, I don't take baths cause I feel like the water's dirty. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, if you took a Japanese bath, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be dirty because you would clean yourself ahead of time. But yes. most American bathrooms are not set up that way. Yeah. It's the same in the UK. It's just, it's odd. Like, think about it now you think of things like you see as normal in sort of certain parts of the world you kind of think why on earth would you have the toilet in the same room where you got yourself clean you don't do that in japan i mean you know i mean it's like you don't do that in japan and it's like you think well that makes complete sense like why would you do that but we do it in the west for some reason i don't and i think it's just a bit odd if you think about it. I mean, I can see it's just more a convenience thing because you have this one room where all that sort of stuff goes on. Whereas the Japanese thing is much more like, well, this is a clean room and this isn't. So why would you put them two in the same place? <laughs> it seems more like logical anyway, in that, in that sort of sense, rather than utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting to see how things are set up and how things like work within the system. Um, mm. that different societies create for themselves. And something as very basic as taking a bath can mm. really be so different from different cultures. Like I know in Turkey, they have Turkish baths and that's kind of yes. similar where you go and you bathe and it's a whole thing that you do. Same thing in Russia. I know in Russia, that's mm-hmm. very big. Northern uh, Europe, like Scandinavia, ba- baths are really big. But more than that, it's... um. Uh, You just said it earlier. Saunas. Thank you. Saunas are very big. So it's so interesting to see how like bath culture and cleanliness are very different within different cultures Mm. and how that those slight changes kind of show a little bit about how that culture exists in other realms. Yes. Um, 
And actually, jumping back to the tattoo thing, I remember mm. when my aunt came to visit us, she has tattoos. And right. she was the first person I knew of in Japan who had tattoos within, like, my sphere of influence, not like a stranger. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. when we were going to go to a private onsen, we were really worried that they were actually going to deny her entrance. Right, yeah. Because of the fact that she was tattooed, but because she was with us and she was a foreigner, I think that was a little bit of a pass. And also, she doesn't yeah. have tattoos on her arms. It's it's really mostly just on her back. So it wasn't yeah. as like very visible until she got naked. So mm. I think it's so interesting that that was something that was some... It was something that I kind of worried about, but also at the same time, I was like, well, we are foreigners, so we'll probably be okay. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because they they will probably recognize that you're probably not going to be part of the Yakuza. Yeah. I mean, the likelihood of that is probably pretty low, so it's probably a safe bet that you're not a gangster. Mm -hmm. Yes. They'll probably be aware that, you know, somewhere like the United States or, or Britain, that there are more people with tattoos and piercings. And, like, it might look strange in terms of a Japanese context, but they're probably aware that you're not going to do anything to them. You're probably not yeah. a troublemaker. Yeah. I mean, they were all considered troublemakers because we're foreigners, but well, we're not, that, like, yeah. that kind of troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, one thing that I thought was so interesting is that like we were saying earlier, there's a lot of codification and rules. So hmm. there's bathing before you get into the baths and all that stuff. And a big thing is actually um, if you are intoxicated, they ask that you not go into the baths. This is for like a health and safety reason. This isn't just mm-hmm. because they like want to control your life. It's <laughs> if you drink a lot of alcohol and then you go into really hot water, yeah. you could drop your or heighten your blood pressure and make yourself very sick. Um, I actually remember my dad telling us about how one time we went to the bath together and when we got out, we were leaving, he was like, oh, there was a guy who they had to take physically take out of the bath and have him lay down in the locker Mm. area because he had too much to drink and he Mm. almost passed out. And so they had to like, yeah, they were like brought him water and he was okay. It was just still kind of scary to like he didn't do what he was supposed to do which is not yeah. drink and get into the baths <laughs> you know they probably know what they're talking about it's always a thing isn't it you know there are rules for a reason in a lot yeah, of places there, yeah sometimes there's some random rules but that one mm. makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah it does I, I mean the other thing I suppose is that if you get a bit too drunk and then you're not paying attention you could slip and hurt yourself there is that other possibility yes that too that is a big possibility um I will say having lived in Japan and in Korea and having gone to bathhouses, Korean bathhouses in the, in the United States versus having gone to onsens in Japan, I think one of the biggest differences is that Korean bathhouses have more of a component of the sauna, whereas mm-hmm. Japanese bathhouses, even private ones, don't really have too much of a sauna space. Some no. do. But it's not really a big part of the experience. It's far more a focus on the bath. Whereas Korean bathhouses, actually, some of them have quite a large sauna space where you Mm -hmm. um, get dressed in these like special outfits that the um, onsen place will actually give to you so that you can change Mm -hmm. into. And then you go into communal spaces for both genders and you would share 
that space while wearing that special outfit and you can go into different temperature sauna spaces mm-hmm. and it's considered just as big a part of the experience as going into the water yeah because i mean the thing is is uh, i don't know the only th- other thing that i can think of historically that has sort of like combined the two is sort of like roman baths is where they sort of did a similar thing you'd have like a warm room you'd have like a cold room a warm room and a hot room and mm-hmm. then you would have like a cold plunge pool and then you would have like the bath itself. So basically what you do is you get yourself you like prepare yourself in the cold room, you get yourself to the warm room, you go into the hot room, then you go into the cold plunge pool, then you get in the hot bath. And there's all that kind of stuff that would go on. And it's, it, it kind of makes sort of sense though, because the idea with the hot room is that what you do is you sweat everything out and then you go into the plunge pool to get all the sweat off you. Then you go into the bath. Mm-hmm. It's a similar kind of idea I don't know it's interesting that there are some cultures that really take bathing really seriously and it seems historically yeah. it doesn't seem to matter where they are it just seems that they just turn up mm-hmm. and they take it really seriously and I think it's a good thing it's something I think we miss certainly I would certainly say in Britain and the US to an extent oh I yeah. miss it so much especially when I'm stressed or when I have mm. like a really long week there are times where I literally catch myself craving like Oh, I wish I could go to an onsen. <laughs> and I gen and it's a genuine reaction where I'm like, I miss doing that because it was inherently relaxing. Mm-hmm. Like the experience itself was made to de-stress you and to mm-hmm. give you a chance to kind of focus on yourself and also not focus on yourself completely. Yes. There's something quite meditative about going mm. to an onsen. Because all you're thinking about really is just like, oh, this water is so soothing. I feel so comfortable. You may like people watch. And if you're with someone, you might chat with them. But Mm. it's such a low stakes environment. And it's made to feel not stressful. It's wonderful. It's they're very calm, relaxed spaces. And I think the thing is, because they're kind of shut off from the rest of the world deliberately in a way, it's it just helps. Mm-hmm. It's it's an unusual space, and it is a, it is kind of a treat for yourself, isn't it, in a way as well? Yeah, and Japan can be so fast paced, especially if mm. you're in Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, any of the major cities. It yeah. can be so fast paced that sometimes you really need that moment to just be like, I need total relaxation. Like I yeah. need to get away from all this crazy energy and go somewhere super low energy, and that's what the onsen fulfills that space really is that low energy relaxed space and it's not just for older people you really kind of see everyone go to the onsen yeah and i think i think it's because people learn about it at a very young age don't they i mean children are taken there and all sorts everybody kind of like gets included in it. Mm -hmm. it you know you learn about it very young it's not sort of like a special thing that happens when you're older Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is something that everyone participates in. Sometimes babies get brought in. They're <laughs> not like dunked in the water, but they get no. brought to the experience. So it really does feel like something where you're like, oh, okay, this is this is a nice time. I will say um, a lot of bathhouses, if you are someone who is not comfortable with being nude, most bathhouses will not allow bathing suits. So no. just as a heads up for people who are like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. Maybe they'll let me. In. Nope. They will not let you in with a bathing suit. You would have to check. Maybe some private onsens might let you do that. Mm-hmm. But as a rule, you're going into the onsen naked. That's yeah. just the way it is. 
Yeah. It is just de- definitely the sort of... Um, I suppose the thing is it kind of makes sense because there might be detergents and all sorts in the bathing suits that haven't been washed out and they just get in the water and just generally cause problems. And the other thing is if you yeah. are wearing a bathing suit, you probably can't get yourself clean enough to get in the water anyway. Exactly. It's just... Yeah. It's a different thing. I mean, you just have to kind of just accept that that's the way it is. And if you don't, if it's not your bag, that's fine. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Not everyone is into that. And that's totally fine and understandable. Some people are just not comfortable being nude in a semi-public setting. But yeah. if you are someone who's like, I think I could get into that, I cannot recommend it highly enough. I genuinely can't. I miss it all the time. One of the reasons I want to go back to Japan is because I want to go back to do onsets. It is something well worth looking into. Yeah. It's it's well worth looking into because you're not necessarily going to get that many experiences like that elsewhere. And they are very safe spaces. They are very safe spaces. They're safe... And it's not expensive, especially if you're going to the public ones. You might be spending like tops $5, which is nothing. Yeah. I don't even remember. Do they actually provide the soaps and stuff that you would need to? Or did you take your own? Yeah, it's already there. I not remember. That's all right then. Yeah, some people will bring their own like shampoos and stuff. But if you're like, oh, I just kind of wanted to do this last minute. Most onsens have shampoo, conditioner, soap, um, and... Uh, oh, they also provide you with a little towel so mm-hmm. that you can dry yourself off. Or you can yeah. purchase one so that you have a little commemorative towel. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. No. <laughs> There's one other thing about onsens in Japan is that I cannot remember which part of Japan it is. It's somewhere, I think, in the Japanese Alps where there was an onsen. And people used to, loved going there and all that sort of stuff. And then over time, the local macaques, the kind of monkey, they suddenly realized, watching these people, that this was a really good idea. So the monkeys started joining the people in the baths because they would get away from the snow. So they decided that we can't really have the monkeys in with the people too much because it could cause a bit of trouble. So what they did was they went and built a a bath for the monkeys and the monkeys go and use it. So even Japanese (laughs) monkeys know the value of an onsen. Oh, my God. I remember seeing all those photos. They're so cute. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 and they just live there and they love sitting in the onsens. And you just see footage of these monkeys sitting in onsens playing snowball fights and all sorts. Oh, that sounds so nice. I miss onsens so much now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was really fun to talk about, but I'm also like, I want to be in an onsen right now. Yeah, I think I do as well, to be honest. <laughs> or at least a big hot bath. I mean, they're just very nice places to be. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there, there is something special, though, about an onsen, even more than a bath. It, there's something mm. about, like, being in a space that's not your own, where mm. it feels like you're being taken care of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's the one thing to say about the baths in onsen is that they are huge. They are oh basically just, like, hot pools. You know. Yeah, it really is more like a pool than a bath. Yeah. You refer to it as a bath a bit more because I don't know why. Because I suppose it is a place where you go get clean as well, so there is that. Mm-hmm. You're not there but to they... exercise swimming. No. <laughs> yeah. You're not doing that would lengths. Be, that would be so funny, trying to see a person trying to do laps in an onsen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Don't do that. Idea. You would definitely get kicked out, but that is yeah. so funny. <laughs> oh, no. 
Could be near Olympic sport. Uh, the shortest laugh ever. Swim, swim, swim. Okay, turn around. Swim, swim, swim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Alrighty then. So that's Onsens, everyone. Yeah. Uh, we do want to thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook. We do have our Facebook page, which we are very excited about. Mm-hmm. And um, join us next week where we will talk about more what it's like being a TCK. Until yes. next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you want to find us, we are on Twitter at Passport N-E-C-E-S-S-1. We are also on YouTube and you can find us anywhere where fine podcasts can be found um, through Anchor. That is our main platform, but you can also find us through Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Um, please feel free to leave us a comment, a review. We definitely appreciate those. They make us really happy uh, to see them and feel free to um, send us questions via Twitter or any of the uh, formats that we're on. We have some really exciting episodes lined up in the future um, and hopefully we will have a Facebook group that will be up and running soon uh, where you can absolutely chat with other people who listen to the podcast or even ask us questions. Uh, So thank you so much again for listening and we can't wait to see you next time. Bye.